Hey, what's up, my friends? JT DeBolt is coming at you today for the Elite Marketing Pro Daily Dose of Awesome, your 15 minutes of inspiration, education, and motivation to help you get your day started off right. Today, I'm filling in for the amazing Brandy Shaver, who unfortunately is a little bit under the weather, so let's send her our love and uh, give her those, those positive vibes, those healing vibes to get her back on her feet, because we love you, Brandy, out there. We're missing you today. All right, and as you're jumping out, let me know who you are, where you are tuning in from, and as you do, let me say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining us here each and every single Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, and this is the Daily Dose of Awesome. Today we're going to be talking about, I like to think of this almost as the Olympics edition of the Daily Dose of Awesome. When we do the workshops for the Fast Track uh, Mentorship Program, we just got done doing an awesome one in uh, Dallas, Texas. On day two, we talk about content creation. And one thing that we talk about, the very first element of content creation, is coming up with an inspiration for the content that you create. And I talk about how very often I draw uh, inspiration from things like sports. Specifically right now, we are doing, we're right in the middle of the uh, the Winter Games, the Winter Olympic Games coming from uh, South Korea. So it's a very cool way to kind of look. If you've ever wanted to come up with great ideas for content, I'm telling you right now, one great place to go for inspiration is the Olympics, especially if you happen to love sports, competition, or seeing people rise to the occasion. And we have been seeing a lot of that, and I'm going to get to that in just a moment. I just want to give a shout-out to some folks. What's up, Larry Felder? Good to see you, my friend. Marilyn. Coming in from Idaho, good to see you, my fellow Idahoan. Uh, Tuas coming in, hey, what's going on, man? Uh, Philip, Mc, Philip McVeigh, good to see you, Frank. It's good to see you there and meet you in person uh, in Denver. What's up, Richard? Coming in from Oregon, my fellow Pacific Northwester, Westerner. Uh, David Barsh, what's going on? Sammy Ramos, what's happening? Corey Hackman just joined us. Hannah Benson, uh, good to see you from California. Lots of cool people chiming in here today. By the way, this is my... Uh, my brand new setup here. We just moved, uh, been in the been in the process of moving over the last week, and uh, so kind of checking things out. Hopefully the the uh, lighting's okay. Hopefully the acoustics are okay. This is a a much bigger room than I uh, used to film from. So this is my office here, my new home. All right, John Club, what's going on, man? Tracy Chalmers, my friend, good to see you. Love you, uh, Eric Duncanson. Go Hawks, baby. Okay, so let me jump into the content today, and I want to preface this with a couple of things. Number one, um, forgive me if I am overly, uh, I don't know what you call it, nationalistic. I love the United States. It's, of course, the country I was born and raised in, the country that I fought to defend. And last night, by the way, i got to say this about the Olympics. I really do truly uh, root for the competitor, not necessarily for the country. However, I have to give a shout-out last night for uh, – uh, Sean White, he's the uh, Olympic halfpipe uh, snowboards uh, snowboarder, and man, that dude's a legend. He's kind of like the Michael Jordan of the sport, and he he was amazing last night. I'm just going to give you the, some context of what happened. Basically, he was the uh, you know the favorite to come in and win the gold. Uh, he had come up short, did not even get a medal in the last Olympics in Sochi. Uh, so when he came in here, he wasn't really an underdog, but he definitely had something to prove. And so he came out, he did his very first of three runs. It was amazing. It was his typical old self. Everybody's thinking, oh, man, he's back. The second run, the second of three runs, he actually fell halfway through the run. So now all of a sudden he's in second place, and he's got to nail down a really amazing run, which on the third run he did. He came out in the clutch, 
and did some, I mean, one of the best runs I've ever seen. I was kind of surprised they didn't give him a perfect score, but they scored him high enough to actually give him the gold medal. He earned that one fair and square. It was truly amazing. If you saw that run, regardless of what country you root for, if you saw that run and you thought that was pretty amazing, give me a one in the chat box. I want to see what you guys are thinking. Anna Lee says, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Or she says, that was an amazing run. Totally. Hannah Benson's giving it up for Sean White. And, and the thing is about, about his run is it doesn't even matter that he's from the United States. It doesn't matter what country he's from. The fact of the matter is he's pretty much in the twilight of his Olympic career. Uh, I believe they said he's about 37 years old or 35 years old, somewhere in that range, which is pretty old uh, for a snowboarder. However, there's something that's key and essential, and it directly applies to business, which I'm going to get to. When it comes to age, the thing that Sean White has that other competitors don't have is experience. And I want to talk to you about a very important study that I just read this morning. It was a study done by John Hopkins University, and they were talking about what makes a great competitor in the Olympics. And what's interesting is you actually have some of the same attributes or at least can develop these same attributes regardless of whether you're athletic or not, and they directly apply to your business success. So the difference between an Olympian, you might think, and yourself is their physical body right? They're trained, they're, they, they eat right, they sleep right, they get lots of hydration, uh, they fuel their bodies correctly, they train and work out like you wouldn't believe, and a lot of these athletes are specimens, like physical specimens, and that might be a huge differentiation between you and I uh, and them, right? I can definitely say there's no way physically I could keep up with these people, but there's something interesting. That's not actually what differentiates the medal winners from the non-medal winners, See, physically, a lot of them are the same. In fact, some of the non-medal winners might even be physically more fit and physically more capable than the people that win the gold. Case in point, Sean White. Sean is, again, on the downstroke of his career, so to speak, at least from a physical standpoint, because he's a little bit older. The difference is, is his psychology. And what's interesting is John Hopkins University actually did a study, and they, they were able to kind of watch the brain waves of Olympians and test them in competition. They also did this with other people, just kind of normal people that are not Olympians. Maybe some of them are athletic, but maybe not. And they showed that there were a couple of similarities. I want to talk about these because they directly apply to you building your business. The first one is if you watch somebody like Sean White, he's a little bit older than the competitors. In fact, in some cases, uh, he's almost twice their age. Chloe Kim, by contrast, who also won the gold medal in the women's half pipe for the United States, is only 17. And so Sean White, I think he's 34, so he's literally twice her age. And what's amazing about this is that Sean White has the, has the benefit of experience. He's in his fourth or fifth Olympic Games, and the fact of the matter is he's been around the block more than once. In your life, whether you're brand new at entrepreneurship or whether you've been around the block a few times, you have experience. I mean, unless you are still in high school, which maybe you are, uh, the life experience that you have can actually contribute to how you deal with building a business. And there's a couple of contrasting points here that are very important. Number one, building a business is about relationships. So often, I think we, we, we get kind of obsessed over the money side. And that's a very important aspect that I'm going to get to in a moment. So I want you to pay close attention when we start talking about obsessing over money because it actually directly impacts how an athlete performs in the Olympic Games, and it's a one-to-one -one correlation for how it impacts an entrepreneur when they're building their business. But let's get back to the, to the part about uh, experience. If you've got years and years of experience of living life, 
you become much better at building relationships, especially if you're somebody who does not uh, view life as being transactional, meaning trying to get something from other people. And I think most of us understand that, right? We're not going through life trying to get one up on people or trying to take advantage of people. And so it would be the exact same thing in our business. We want to have that approach to where we are here to provide value. We're here to provide service. We're here to lead other folks. And when you think about that, uh, that's the way we should really be going through life anyway, right? So imagine this. Imagine even if this is your first go as an entrepreneur, but you've been around the block a few times. Maybe you've raised kids. Maybe you've run a, a business in corporate. Uh, maybe you have been a leader in some aspect of your career. Maybe you've uh, played sports. You know, maybe you've served in the military. Maybe you've served as a first responder. Maybe you've done something where you had to go above and beyond the call of duty in the name of helping other people. Guess what? You're going to be an awesome candidate as an entrepreneur, especially in this space, the online space, because there's been a huge sort of shift away from this relational type of business. It's been very transactional for a lot of years, and we at EMP are here to completely change that. That's one of the most important things we look at when we look at the folks that we serve, especially in the Fast Track Mentorship Program, is how can we help them become better leaders? And one of the most important things you can do as a leader is to go back, lean on your experience. That is exactly what Sean White did last night. Now, this John, uh, John Hopkins University study showed that a lot of times when athletes, whether they are uh, figure skaters that do a lot of the spinning, uh, whether they're the uh, half-pipe uh, uh, snowboarders or even some of the downhill skiers, their ability to process information fast, their ability to sort of keep their, their wits about them when they're spinning is not a necessarily a matter of their physical fitness or not necessarily a matter of what their physical gifts would allow them to do. They have trained themselves not to be distracted by being disoriented, right? So when Sean White's doing all those crazy flips with the McTwists and the 180s and the, all those crazy things he's doing, he's actually turned off a mechanism that we all have, you and me and Sean White have the same mechanism, where he doesn't get disoriented, he doesn't get dizzy. He can actually turn that off mentally. Well, guess what? The same thing can happen in business. If you have enough experience in life, you can turn off those stimuli that say to you, I can't do this. Uh, I've failed in the past. I'm an idiot. You know, all these things that, that normal people go through when they fail or when they're up against failure. And it's one of those things that if you can train yourself to be kind of, you know, lean on your past experience, what have you done well, where have you excelled, where have you answered the call, where have you performed in the clutch, you'd be surprised how much that actually translates over to business. Now, if this resonates with you, all right, if you're saying to yourself, JT, I totally get this, I get the fact that it's possible that my previous career, whether you worked in corporate, whether you worked a nine-to-five job, even if you're a blue-collar worker, it doesn't matter, really, literally, it doesn't matter your background. If you say to yourself, in the past, I have risen to the, to the occasion, I have performed in the clutch, I have done things that other people looked at as pretty amazing, and I can, number one, see the value in that, and number two, see how it could translate over to helping me lead other people. If you believe that, give me a two in the chat box, all right? I want to know all the people. This is a very important lesson that I want you to learn, my friends. If you can see the value in your previous experience in business, in your career, in life, doesn't matter where you've been, if you can see the value in that, then I want you to give me a two. And there's, there's a lot of people that are typing two in here. John Club says, yeah, and it becomes second nature. Exactly. This is important, okay, because... The, the stuff that Sean White's doing, we can look back and marvel at. And any athlete, not just Sean White, any athlete, we look at these people. I mean, think about this for just one second, not to get off on a tangent, but the person that comes in dead last in the Olympics is a world-class athlete. 
they were like the best throughout their entire life, typically speaking. The best in their, you know, when they were starting off as a, as a little person, right? Uh, rising all the way up through middle school, through junior high, through high school, through college if they went that far. And what's important is you got to remember, even the person that finishes dead last is a world-class athlete, world-class performer. The same can be said for you, right? You rise up through the ranks. There's a lot of people that didn't make it as far as you have. There's a lot of people that want and dream and desire and they think about building a business and yet here you are actually taking action. So if you feel like you're behind the curve, right? If you feel like you, like somehow you're behind, right? You're, you're, you're not where you should be time-wise. You're not where you should be financially. You're not uh, where you should be in your business. Maybe the ads aren't crushing yet. Realize that you are further ahead than the people that either quit or never got started in the first place. That's key and essential. So I want to go back to the John Hopkins. By the way, I see a lot of people dialing two. That's awesome. That means you're getting this. So realize your past experience in life can be huge. The key to it is if you approach life, if you approach your business from a relational standpoint, meaning not transactional where it's not just about making the money, but it's actually about helping and leading other people, then you can begin to realize that your value is much more, uh, much bigger than just your results. Okay, because people don't necessarily care, care about your results. They, they want to know that you can get results, but that's not really the part that will help them uh, make their decision to follow you or to do business with you. What they're going to want to see is your ability to leverage your experience to help them get out of their pain, to help them see the best way or the, the way to, to move forward. And that can only be done if you're willing to, to kind of honor your own value, honor your, your experience, and, and share it with the world. Now, the next part, and this is very key, I want you to pay close attention to this because I alluded to it just a moment ago. This Johns, Johns Hopkins uh, University study found something that was pretty amazing. And I want to share this with you because, and I really want this to sink in. They found that when they put athletes and Olympians in a pressure situation, the ones that could rise to the top, all right, the ones that could perform in the clutch, just like what uh, Sean White did, just what Chloe Kim did, what a lot of these Olympians, and it doesn't matter, again, what country they come from, the ones that rise to the top and actually win the medals are the ones that have detached themselves from financial gain. What's interesting is the ones that, that fold, the ones that crush, that, that collapse under the pressure are the ones that put too much on themselves when it came to a financial gain. And there was a direct correlation to that. It's amazing because if you think about this, a lot of people, uh, when they come out of the Olympic Games, these are all amateur athletes, but when they win the gold, they get huge sponsorship deals from people like Nike, Under Armour, you know, um, Gatorade, and, and it, the list goes on. A lot of these companies will hire these Olympic athletes after they've won a medal, even if it's a bronze medal, even if it's a silver medal. It doesn't always have to be the gold. They will pay them millions of dollars to be spokespeople for their products and their services. So there's a lot on the line a lot of times for these athletes. And for somebody like particular like Sean White, who has those corporate sponsorships in place and has to keep winning in order to maintain those, you can imagine the pressure. But here's the difference. And Johns Hopkins University did this study and they found this to be true, that the people that were obsessed or worried about that financial gain are the ones that crumble under the pressure. They're the ones that allow the pressure to succeed or the fear of failure to push them down. They're the ones that, don't, that aren't able to stop the, the, the game-winning shot when that, when that puck comes flying at them in the, in the gold medal game. They're the ones that, that come up short in the race. They're the ones that can't quite stick the landing when it, they're out there on the ice or on the half pipe or on the snow. 
This is important because it's the same thing translates to business. In fact, in the study, Johns Hopkins University, when they did it, what they did is they put people on a thing where they had them do certain things like type a certain code into a, a calculator or type certain words on a laptop, and they put them under the time pressure. They said, hey, you got to get this many words or this many calculations done in a certain amount of time. And when they succeeded, they would give them a dollar. And they succeed again, they give them $5 and $10 and $20. And there was a point where the, as the pay went up, their performance went up. But when they started getting closer into a three-digit number, like $100, when all of a sudden it started to see, wow, I can really make serious money, and it became about the money, that's when they started to fail. Now listen to this. In business and in life, there are consequences. There are rewards. And a lot of times, you can get paid a ton of money, a ton of great money, to be an amazing entrepreneur. It's one of the best ways to actually create your own income, to create your own financial situation, to create your own economy. However, and this is important, if we obsess over that, if that's the number one driver, then no wonder we start to crush and crumble under the pressure when things aren't working out. I see this all the time in the mentorship program. People say, oh, I'm going to turn off my ad because I don't want to lose money. I'm going to turn off my ad because it's not quite right and the financial downfall is so big they can't see the financial gain if it works. If all we care about is the money, or more importantly, if the number one thing we care about, the number one thing we obsess over is whether it's going to make money, whether we're going to get a return on our investment, then we might just fall under the same exact pressure that Johns Hopkins University found that Olympic athletes fall under when they are in the clutch. There is a direct correlation, my friends, to obsessing over money and failing. It seems to be like the pressure is so much... The, our, our human concept of money is so crazy that we become obsessed over it, and when we don't have it, we feel like that's failure. We feel like that's something that we cannot overcome. We feel like it's such an attack on our personal uh, identity that it's more than we can handle. So what might we do differently? What might we do to show up and perform great each and every single time? Number one. Drop the obsession over money, all right? I understand money is important, and a lot of times for people, it can be one of those things where like, they're thinking to themselves, I have to make this work. I need this to work. But realize this. The word need is a dangerous, dangerous word. Need is a noose. So catch yourself. If you're using the word, I need this to work, be very careful and ask yourself, is that actually true? If you say to yourself, JT, you don't understand my situation, I totally get it. I've been there. I've been in that place where I absolutely needed the, the ad revenue or whatever money I was putting into my business just to buy groceries and diapers for our kids when they were little. I totally get that. But here's the key. Is that psychology actually working for you? And the answer is going to be an unequivocal no. All right, unequivocal no. <laughs> Easy for me to say on a Wednesday morning. The key to it here is this. If we obsess over losing money, we're going to lose money. If we obsess over making money, we might actually trip over our own shoelaces, metaphorically speaking, on the way to success. So instead of obsessing over the money, obsess over what it is you're producing. Are you producing your best effort? Are you giving your best message? Are you showing up each and every single day from the heart, from the soul, passionate, ready to rock and roll? Are you on purpose? Are you there to create relationships with your, with your list, with your, with your audience, with the people that come to work with you? Are you there focused on doing the best work you can? If the answer is yes, then guess what? Here's the good news. Two amazing things are going to happen for you. Number one, you're going to get paid. You're going to make some awesome money. But number two is you're going to have a much more fluid, smooth ride through it. 
You're going to learn a lot. You're going to adjust a lot. You're going to be like Sean White where you can show up and in the clutch when you say, I absolutely have to make this thing work. Instead of saying, I need this to work, you're going to say, I will make this work. Because while the word need is a noose, the word will is the way. All right? I will make this happen. I will are two very powerful words. And I want you to remember that as you go out and build your business today and every single day. Make it a relational business, not a transactional business. Remember that your experience, just like with Sean White, is what's going to help you perform better. It's going to be the thing that people come to, but you have to be willing to share that experience. And remember, just like all athletes, whether they're Olympians or whether they're professional athletes, the ones that obsess over their, their financial gain when they are in a performance situation are the ones that crumble under the pressure in the clutch. However, the ones that are there, that are passionate about doing their best work, that are focused and intentional on performing, they're in, and they're obsessed over the process, those are the ones that rise to the challenge, win the gold, but more importantly, they're the ones that succeed. And by the way, all that other stuff follows with them. If you're getting this, if this makes sense to you, if you're like, JT, yeah, man, I'm ready to make that shift away from being obsessed over the finances and start obsessing over the process, start obsessing over the great work that I know I could do, give me a long distance high five. Type a five in here. Give me the, five, the, uh, the high five emoji here uh, and, and let me know what you're thinking. Michelle Kind. You're amazing, my friend. I appreciate that comment. Denise Butler says, I will. Eric Duncan says, David Duncan says, great point. Fear takes over when we obsess over money. Totally. And let me ask you this. That's a great point, David. Let me ask this question to every single person. Do you perform better when you're in a fear-based energy state? Not really, right? When you're coming from a place of fear as opposed to a place of certainty or a place of clarity, rather, is that where do you perform better? When you're, when you're clear or when you're fearful? I'll let you guys figure that out. If you come from a place of performing better when you're fearful, then have at it. Good luck. But if you're somebody who comes from who performs better when you come from a place of clarity, then get clear on what it is you do. Get clear on the purpose that you have. Get clear on the value that you provide and focus on that. Obsess over that. And that, my friends, will help you win in business, sports, and in life. All right, my friends, well, that just about does it for today. This wraps up today's Daily Dose of Awesome. I personally will be back with you tomorrow, so make sure you come in and tune in with us each and every single Monday through Friday at, at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, and make sure if you got some great value from this, if this landed for you, if you saw the value in this message and you know some people in your network that might benefit from this, share it broad and wide. Let's get this message out there. Let's see how many eyeballs we can get on this message. Go ahead and hit the share button, and of course, if you haven't yet, subscribe to us here at facebook.com forward slash Elite Marketing Pro and get yourself over to EliteMarketingPro.com where you can access our free 10-day boot camp where you can learn to build, scale, and grow your business online. And my friends, remember this. No matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. I'll be coming at you tomorrow. Have an amazing day and enjoy those Olympics. Talk to you soon.